Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another video games to the max. This is number 144 if you count all the versions of this podcast. And I'm your host Sean Grimer and this is the official video games podcast of 41mania.com and w2mnet.com. And with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, uh... Apologize for missing last week. Just work has started to become a bigger deal recently because it's starting to get into the holiday season and schedules just didn't match up with everything else that we got going on. Uh, so, apologize for that out of the way. Uh, any, I mean, it's been a little bit. So, anything, anything <laughs> going on with you or? Not really, just playing games. <laughs> Trying to well, review one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same here. So, well, trying to review two of them. And one of them I'm done, just have to actually find the time to actually review it. So, uh, yeah, might as well start there. I know you're doing the review for Civilization Six, and you're telling me that your thoughts aren't necessarily everybody else's right now, or with everybody else's, so you're, you kind of don't know how to feel on that one. Yeah, I I kind of don't like it, <laughs> which is a bummer, because we both paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I think it has, like, the fundamentals, like, it could be a good game, but the AI is broken. Like, I've played seven matches, or, like, seven games, and... I got declared war on uh, within 50 turns within five of them, even on, like, the easiest difficulty. And I was like, huh. Uh, I don't like the district system much. Like, I don't understand why it's there. And So what does the district system do? Well, and, like, oh, in Civ Five, and I guess in other ones, I haven't tried them, uh, you just build a city, and you build everything in that one city. It doesn't matter, like, space or anything. In this game, 
uh, you have to you have to actually build districts like a live like a universe uh, uh, like a like a science district I forget what it's called or like a military district or like a finance district, and then you can build specialty buildings in there. Like for the for the science ones, build a library, build a university, and then build a research lab. And you can't actually build these things in your city. You actually have to build them in a district. And a district takes up one tile. So, <laughs> and also, uh, not natural wonders, but like the great wonders you build, they also take up a tile. And I don't understand, like, they dramatically reduced the number of buildings that you can build in a city from... 50, that seemed like it was in Civ 5, to about 6 in this one, because of the districts, but they also took, like, removed a lot of district stuff, too. Like, a lot of other buildings. Uh, so, it feels like the cities aren't just varied enough. Like, they should have either committed completely or not do it at all. And they, it's like a weird, very weird half-step. Um... Yeah, it's just weird. Diplomacy's a mess. Uh, I can't play the game with the religious victory turned on because I just get swarmed by, like, uh, missionaries that, like, just destroy me without doing anything. You can't, like, tell them to, like, leave you alone. Like, there's any, I don't, I, I've not found an option for that. So, one game, like, I tried to build them a military, but then missionaries just converted my entire, all my like cities together so I'm like great well that's that's three and a half hours down the drain lost um yeah it's it's weird I also don't like the graphics that much like it's going for this cartoony look which is fine but like once a unit moves out of the map like it goes to this weird like cartography map thing like fog of war and I'm just like alright this is lazy and unnecessary and dumb. <laughs> so the, uh, I mean, that thing you were talking about where you get attacked, I've seen other people talk about that as well, where it seems like eventually they just kind of get randomly just they attack just get, happy. Yeah, they just get randomly pissed, and I'm not even doing anything. Like, I, in Civ Five, I never really went for a military victory. I always go for, like, a cultural one or even scientific. But in this game, you have to go for a military victory because the minute you try to build, like, a, like a you know, city with, like, the hanging gardens, like, that immediately just turns everyone against you. And I'm just like, leave me alone. Like, I'm just over here building something. <laughs> I'm not attacking you. And right. you can see him do it. Like, I saw... I was doing a game last night where I, I'm... I think it was France going against China. And China was like, oh, we'll be friends. And then they took over one city-state. And then they immediately went after me with, like, four warriors. And I'm just like, leave me alone. <laughs> I, and it hasn't happened to me yet, but, like, apparently, like, there's a fun bug where a civ will declare war and then not do anything for, like, five turns and then declare victory, or, like, want to sue for peace and give you some money from it. And I'm just like, this is not great AI. Yeah, that's, uh... So, like, the other... That that wouldn't happen in Civ 5 at all? They wouldn't just randomly 
I mean, they would, but you could kind of get around. Like, it took him a lot longer to do that, so you could build up your Civ and, like, a pretty good, like, your, I guess, country or, like, your, your civilization in a pretty, like, decent way to, at the offset. Uh, this one, it's happening within 50 turns, and that's not enough time for you to get, like, your bearings together. Like, I'm I'm just basically, I'm barely creating a second city, and they start attacking me. I'm like, this is not fun. So even if you just went total military, crazy, that's the only. Yeah. Well, that's the only way you can do it because then they then they back off from you. But then that eliminates like the idea of building like your own great wonders or like you know exploring or you know trying to start a second city until like you have six warriors around that can like defend it well enough. So yeah, basically, it limits your creativity of what you can do. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just not fun. And I tried, I did try one game with Cheat Engine, and that was fine, because they, de- they, they declared war on me, and I just instantly bought, like, six warriors to go fuck them up, and I was like, well, you started this, so I'm going to finish it, I guess. <laughs> but... Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that's annoying, if you're, you're, you want to go these different paths, and it's basically forcing you, like, okay, well, you better build up your military first, and then you can do other, is there, like, a turn limit? Uh, well, there's not, there's never a turn limit, but it's basically like if you, when you get to 2050, there's a score limit, so it'll aggregate like how well you're doing against the other civs up to that point. I mean, you start in like 3500 BC, so I mean, oh, okay, the, the turn limit I guess would be like 500. Um, yeah, but it's a bummer because like there are a lot, there are some good things in the game. Like there's a new like research quest system where. Like, you research something, but it'll have, like, a mini, like, a little, very simple quest attached to it. Like, to speed up archery, go kill an enemy with a slinger, like, your basic ranged unit. And that will, like, increase archery. Or, like, to increase uh, astrology research, find a natural wonder. And you do a lot of that stuff just, like, you know, like, automatically, essentially. Or it'll come in the course of the game. So, that does help. But it's just buried by, like, just the bad AI. And, like, the civic system is, like, completely rebooted and fun. But, again, it's hard to do when everyone's, like, attacking you for trying to go through uh, a cultural victory. Right. So, I mean, there is... I mean, that's kind of sucks because, like you said, we, we both kind of spent money on it. To make sure we could get the review, and then yep. it's not about, it's not about the spending money part. It's just like it's a game you're kind of looking forward to, and then it it's a downer, you know. Well, two things for me: it's, I'm pissed about spending money on it now, but uh, it makes sense to me now because I loved Civilization Five, the basic model of Civ Five. Mm-hmm. They released two expansions that made it worse, and it culminated with this thing. So I'm just now, now I'm just reflecting on like, yeah, this is about how I should have expected it to go down. <laughs> well, maybe they'll uh, in the expansions they release with this one, they'll fix that. Maybe, I, but I, I think it's just too core to the experience, like the district system. Like they, I I'm befuddled by that because it's like I understand why they tried to do it, but like the. Districts only can build four buildings in them, and then they're just done. 
Right. And the same the same thing with your city. You only ever build six things in your city, like the core city. And I'm just like, what what happened? <laughs> like, in Civ, like even if you got rid of, even if you like subtracted like economic or military buildings, there were still like dozens of crap you could buy in your city or build in your city that would like help you go along. And in this, there's like practically nothing. <sighs> That's sad. Well, I I did play one yeah. other game that made me happy. <laughs> what is that? Planet Coaster. What is that about? It's a uh, uh, amusement park uh, simulator. Okay. Like roller coaster tycoon. I mean, it's like that essentially. I think it's made by some of the same team members, for God's sakes. Um, it's the first in the series in the end, that genre game I've ever actually liked. Interesting. It's like, oh, go on. No, no, I was just saying, like, why? Uh, so why why this one over all the other? Well, it has a very clean interface, and you can actually find stuff like very easily. It is, it can get complicated, like if you're really trying to like micromanage something. But on the base of it, you can plot down like paths and rides, and it's all very intuitive. Uh has a good look and feel, like good sound and like good graphics and like plotting. Like the, I did a preview on 401 and like the pathing tool is great because it just makes sense and you don't have to mess with it and it like auto locks to whatever you're trying to do, which a lot of games don't do that and it annoys me. Um, but it's fully 3D, which is helpful because then you can actually like really think about where you want to put something and. Yeah, it's just a really good game. So, uh, I'm like I'm looking forward to it when it comes out in a few weeks, and yeah, it's fun. <laughs> also, like, it's I, like an early access. Yeah, I, I did a preview, so oh, okay, the, the full game's out. I'm thinking like the 13th or the 23rd or something like that, like two or three weeks from now. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. But yeah, I was surprised because I I always want to like city. Like simulation games or like you know amusement park games, but I just I just lose track and get bored and they bug me. Right. Uh, and this one didn't. Always, so. that's how you know you don't get bored. It was good. <laughs> well, I mean, this one had some quirks to it. Like the tutorial wasn't in there. That probably would have helped a lot. And like they had no campaign. It was just like you know free for all or like God mode, but. Yeah, it was just nice to plop stuff down and, like, have your little amusement park visitors, like, go to it and go, like, oh, the roller coaster's popular. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Anything else? Uh, what what was it? Sniper Elite 3. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I'm playing all all the hits. (laughs) Isn't that the one that people sort of liked? It's fine. Like, I get, I, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, just a sniping. It's has more action than, like, it's more of a shooter than you would think, honestly. Like, it's not, like, just pure sniping. Right. It's, you know, it's a stealth shooter, I guess. But it's fine for what it is. Well, that's good. It, it's fun to see people's heads explode or, like, their, like, skull shatter. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can never go wrong with just totally blasting someone's head off. Just at least it was always fun in that. And tomorrow I'm picking up uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll uh, have some thoughts on Call of Duty the next time here. So that's uh, of course everybody is uh, anticipating that, even though apparently the uh, reviews are not uh, so favorable. But we'll see. Although. The one I just read was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Normally, it's, you know, got like 90-somethings. I guess probably because there's a lot of people that are, you know, the the mass of people are, probably aren't reviewing it till like tomorrow or a couple days from now. So, apparently uh, has it's like fun. a 79 already. I mean, it's probably, it's franchise fatigue to an extent. The thing I read was basically like it's a very good single player, but the multiplayer is kind of... Getting long in the tooth. Yeah. And that's fine for me, because the single players would have been coming to that game for, essentially. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and we're, really, we're uh, not everybody, though. A lot of people are playing it for the multiplayer. Oh, yeah. But, but I'm actually really coming to that game just for the Call of Duty 4 remastered, so... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, which, I mean, sucks you can't go sell your Infinite Warfare disc, because you have to have that. Well, once like mm. Call of Duty Four, once like two months from now, and Call of Duty Four Remastered just goes on sale by then. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Because you know, you know, it probably will. Yeah, Activision's pretty quick about making those things go on sale. Usually, for it to drop after that first sale, though, is what is weird. Like, it seems like it'll stay at like forty or thirty dollars for like ever. Yeah, I think it's. Black Ops One is still forty bucks on Steam, and Why? fuck that! Like, <laughs> I don't have that game, but I don't think I'll be buying it. I, if it dropped to ten or even twenty, yeah, exactly. I might consider buying it, but not at forty. <laughs> exactly, it's like forty, and it's how old now? Uh, six years, maybe yeah. five. Yeah, they, they're crazy. Like. Y'all are Nintendo, get out of here. Uh, so, the the game I played is uh, World of Final Fantasy. Uh, I picked it up on uh, Sunday afternoon, so I know I'm technically like a week behind or whatever, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> the game's actually... Now, I haven't gotten to the part where everybody... Apparently... Like, once you hit that halfway point, which I think I'm almost there, or probably getting close to, supposedly people start getting tired of the battle system, and I can kind of see that, but... That's 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 any RPG, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this one, it's it's very... um, the, the thing is, too, it has a very uh, Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy thirteen two type story that's, like, all over the place. So, it's either you're going to get lost in what it's trying to say, or you're going to get really into it and, and want to pay attention. But there's a lot of, like, you know, little uh, mysterious words they try to ping you with, like, Kingdom Hearts, and you're trying to figure all this stuff out, and then there's... Uh, how they bring out the old characters, which are like champion medals. So, like, you'll meet the character, and then eventually they'll become this... Either right away, or after you do the quest that involves them, they'll become the champion medal, which is like basically your, um... 
basically like a summon or just this special thing that you get, uh, li like an overdrive, basically. And you have three overdrive stars. Uh, they call it uh, champion stars, but um, you can have three champion medals on you at all times. There's obviously more than three. Like, uh, if you get the day one edition, you get the Sephiroth medal. So I had him from the beginning of the game, and he's pretty awesome, obviously. And, uh, but, th but like, right now I have uh, the Warrior of Light, which is the first per first one you get, which is obviously from Final Fantasy 1, and then Refia from Final Fantasy 3, and then Tifa is, like, the next one you meet. So I, ha I had to, f I had to fig uh, take away the Warrior of Light and uh, put the Tifa one in there, but... Uh, I mean, it's it's cool because it it is really like a love letter to Final Fantasy fans. Like you get the old turn-based gameplay, but it does have little button, little uh, a quick menu in case you don't want to do that. But there is parts of it where, and you can set your quick menu to whatever you want. But there, if you want to get further into what your abilities are and all that, you eventually do have to use it. So if you don't like turn-based and you don't like slow battles. This may be a problem for you. <laughs> this is kind of what this game is, and I, and you don't have to be in the uh, the chibi form the whole time because you can make them be normal size or you can make them be chibis, and then it depends on because the whole point of the battle system for this game is it's very much like Pokemon. You catch these monsters, and then you don't have Pokeballs or whatever, but you do have the little prisms that they give you when you first meet the monster. And then once you catch one, you actually have to go into their spear grid. All the monsters have spear grids. And unlock the ability to catch more than one of that monster. But then once you do, you can catch as many as you want, and then you can decide whether you want to uh, evolve them or not, which that's one of the disappointing things about the game, is that like you're so used to with Pokemon is, like, when you evolve them, it's this big deal, and you're so excited about it, or whatever, and you're, you're like, wanting to get them to, like, level 32, or, or whatnot, and then you, uh, get them to whatever level it tells you you're supposed to get them to, and all it is is, oh, I go in this menu, and I decide if I want to make them the evolve form or not, and the reason why they, they have a reason for it, but it's still kind of disappointing you know there's a reason for it because obviously your evolved form is bigger than the original one so there's three classes of the people the the monsters it's small medium and large and one of those spots is always taken up by by one of the two main characters so if you make him bigger then that makes that makes you have to change one of the stacks so if you keep him smaller then you can keep your stack the way it is it's it seems complicated, but it's really not. It's just, uh, yeah, it kind of seems like they want you to really strategize how you want to have your stack or whatnot. But the leveling system is kind of off because you they level without you um, without you having to actually have all of them in your in your party uh, or in the stacks at all times. So. You'll see, they all start at level 1 no matter where you are in the game. So, like, the one that goes to level 1, when you're way farther in the game, they'll gain, like, 10 levels at the beginning because 
they there's so many experience points with that monster that you just killed that they'll eventually get to like level 10 immediately. But it almost seems like it doesn't matter what level they're at if you put them in your stack at level 10 and you have other ones that are like level 25 because you're still beating the monsters regardless. But, uh, I mean, the the game is fun. The It's about 40 hours. So, you know, you got, you got a dedicated chunk of time there. And there is a bunch of stuff to do within the game, too. There's the little, the Coliseum... There's a Coliseum, there's a, uh, the, all the little, the, the old characters, they all have little stories that you can do with them, and there's other stuff that you do after the game is over too, so, and I don't know if they're gonna add, uh, like, they've already said Sora is gonna get added to the game as DLC, the Kingdom Hearts Sora, so, which... Okay, round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Makes sense. Because they look like Kingdom Hearts characters when they're the normal size. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's. I think it's good. I mean, I've been enjoying it. Of course, I haven't gotten to the part where everybody keeps saying it's. it supposedly drops off. But, so far... Uh, I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed it, and I've, it's actually made me want to keep playing it to see what other what other old character I unlock or what other old city. Uh, like you go to Nib- like right now I'm in Nibelheim in Final Fantasy VII, and uh, you know you have to go to this like lake of fire to find something, and it's kind of cool to see their like recreation of Nibelheim, the small version of it, uh, in there. So. Yeah, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, I think it definitely checks all those boxes. Now, you're if you're starting Final Fantasy from Final Fantasy 13 or whatever, uh, I don't know. You might want to go play the demo or something and see if that's if it's for you. But so, uh, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. I have I have two things to say. I really hope there's a uh, Tetsuya Nomura DLC character, and huh? all he does. All he does is say, "I want to add more buckles and zippers to character to your to your character's outfits." <laughs> yes, and, uh, the the main character does have zippers on the. <laughs> and they need to add, uh, oh, what was her name? They need to add Aki from Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. That <laughs> would be hilarious. I mean, that would put it all together, right? Like you gotta and, have. <laughs> And then they can add Sakaguchi to it, and then he can just quietly resign once <laughs> once Aki's story is done. Yeah, like, he just goes away. It's like, he is no longer a playable character. So, I mean, it would, it would actually not be bad if you had, 
like Sakaguchi uh, as a character in the the game because you can have him be the chibi character and it won't it won't it won't make him look bad at all. So so I'm not I'm not up to date. I'm old Final Fantasies, but most of them are just melee focused, right? Or like I guess fantasy geared would be a better way. Yeah, most of the you mean so, the stories? What well, the characters themselves, like yeah, they're all yeah, they're all fantasy geared. So yeah, you add in Final Fantasy, the spirits within, and everyone's just a space marine. <laughs> You're like, what is this? Where, where's my mage and my yeah? My other... You just have uh, Steve Buscemi like with an assault <laughs> rifle for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Random order. Uh, just been playing, and then other than that, playing more Rock Band Rivals, I should have the review by this weekend, uh, they, they just added, a, I mean, they, it, they added a new, the new weekly challenges you have, because of Hootie and the Blowfist were the three DLC songs added this week, so the challenges play songs with animal names in the title, or the artist is, is named after an animal, so... That's the uh, weekly challenge for, for this week. And I'm in a crew where they really try to go for points and it makes me feel like crap that I can't do... I can't spend half the time with that game that they can. But thankfully, they don't make me feel bad about it because I can't sit there and play... that be the only game I play for days and days and and also not do anything else. So, uh, I mean, a lot of them are from different countries. So it's obviously different uh things that they have to do over there but yeah so that's it for uh playing games here let's get into stuff that's been going on and we're gonna kind of hit stuff from last week and this week since we didn't do uh, a show since uh the nintendo switch reveal really so i mean actually i need to go download these i, f- I keep forgetting the uh, PS Plus and Xbox games for gold are out there, obviously. I did download Super Dungeon Bros. I have not played it yet. Uh, you can get Myrtle's Soul Suspect, that Ugh. gem of a game, <laughs> on <laughs> November 16th. Uh, Monkey Island Special Edition, which I already have, I think, for both Xbox 360 and uh, PS3. Well, PS3, I have the, uh, the Telltale one. I don't think that's the same thing, but, um, and then you can get Far Cry Blood Dragon as well, which I know you don't care for it, but it is an awesome game. Uh, and then you get, uh, Everybody's Gone to Rapture, which is a nice little indie game, and Deadly Tower of Monsters for PS4, Dirt 3, and Costume Quest 2 for PS3, and Letter Quest R, and Pumped BMX Plus for Vita. Just, that sounds great, somehow. Uh, so, this sort of, I want to preface this by saying that this sort of affects, it doesn't really affect us, per se, but it does affect people that do reviews, and that kind of puts us in that category. Uh, so, if you are tired out of people talking about this, or you just don't care, uh, maybe skip ahead five or ten minutes, but I'm just being honest, you know, 
<laughs> not everybody likes the inside baseball stuff here, but so Bethesda obviously, as you probably know by now, Bethesda put this policy out that says, okay, instead of giving you a month or two weeks in advance to play our game and be able to get everything you can of it in a timely fashion, we're going to give you one day before release to get whatever you can out there. Uh, and you're still embargoed, I think, until that day of release. So you have like one day to play whatever you can, and you either decide whether you want to do a review in progress or you want to just go ahead and do the review right then, or just wait until days after, which obviously studies show that the later you wait to do the review, the less people care, and that's just that's just with anything. But this is... Uh, Obviously, Bethesda's in this for showing that it doesn't matter about reviews, that people still buy their games, and they have every right to do that, obviously, but this just seems like really backwards compared to how it's always been and the reason why it's always been that way. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, I have a few problems with their policy. Um YouTubers and, like, game, uh, not game, people who are, like, cheerlead their games will still get the games early for YouTube streaming or Twitch streaming. That's, that's one screwed up thing, because, like, their entire philosophy is they want game reviewers to have it in the same, to have the same experience that normal, normal people do, and it's like, what about your, these YouTube streamers that you're slipping the game to a month in advance that are only going to ever say positive things about the game, even if there are negative things, obvious negative things? Um, and they point to Doom. Like, we didn't send out early copies of Doom, and it did well. So, But it's like, you realize that's the exception, not the rule. Like, your past game was Fallout 4, and that did not have universal acclaim to it. Not in the least. <laughs> right, it didn't affect sales. Yeah. But they're looking at this, I think, more like a Metacritic thing also. Like, we can, if if we artificially boost the Metacritic, at least for a week, while everyone's, like, scrambling to review it, then it'll, it'll say that our game got 100% instead of the 78% it's going to eventually drop down to. <laughs> Well, but that's the thing, though. Like, those YouTube reviews don't count towards Metacritic. What they're trying to do is so that you can't go to Metacritic and read, like, three or four reviews and go, okay, I'm canceling my pre-order. They're going to make you sit there and go, okay, do I want to wait? Or do I? Or when I go on Twitter or go on Facebook or go on YouTube or go on Twitch or whatever, and I see people playing the game and these people are saying, oh, man, this game's great, whatever – Ah, oh, damn it, I can't wait and I'm going to buy the game. And then, well, oh, they they find out they don't like it. Well, here's a good example. Skyrim, uh, their, like, lit, or their remastered edition, whatever the hell they're calling it, that has the same bugs in it that original Skyrim had. That's wow. messed up. <laughs> like, th that should have been fixed. <laughs> uh, and the fact that, like, the dude on YouTube who reviewed it, or got a look at it a month ago, I mean, he probably either got paid to say, oh, it's the greatest game ever, greatest game ever made, or 
I mean, he literally thinks that and he's an idiot, which is probably more the case, honestly. Uh, but people can be critical and not be negative about the game. And like th- this is an example. This is like Bethesda just tr- trying to squash any negative feedback on their game or any criticism. And I'm, I'm surprised it didn't say we're not going to send any review copies anymore. If you want to review a game, buy it. I mean, that's like one. That's like their last step to say, you know, fuck you guys. Like, I mean, they could I do that, but. I, I, I just I don't think they would go again. that far. I just don't think they would go that far. Because then you would put... It's different from, like, now where... Okay, I mean, you still... Go ahead. They wouldn't, because they only release a game or two every year. But you could see, like, a bigger company maybe considering that. Like EA. I mean, hell, why not? Well, I mean, you're right. Why not? What I'm saying... What, what I'm saying is, though, I think... Uh... I just don't know that we they would go that far because number one it does set that precedent right if it does it does it Ubisoft could do it EA could do it and then you turn into next time you turn around none of the big publishers are not, are giving out games anymore yeah. and then it becomes an, a thing where okay well now almost anyone can become games press because everybody has the same opportunity to get the game, and everybody now has to, uh, I mean, the thing will happen is you'll have a lot of small websites, like ours, and I don't know how much this would affect 411, because I Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Can't see us. She's just wanted to rush out and buy games all of a sudden when, let's be honest, the game zone is not one of the highest ranking things for that website anyway. That. You know, it's going to start affecting these smaller websites and these web, the, you know, the mid-tier websites that do kind of hang their hats on. Okay, we get these games, we get to review them, we get them in time, and here we are, and we can profit off the what we get in ads and everything else. That would just put it in a negative way for the media. Period. So I just don't see them doing that because they don't want. Then, then you're gonna get the negative press whenever you do get the the people buying the game and then reviewing it because they're gonna say, okay, well, you don't even want to give out games for Christmas anymore. Well, then we're gonna say whatever. You know, they may not be as unbiased as they were previously. If you keep the same thing with the media, even if you're telling them, okay, well, now you're gonna have to work harder to get the game out in the same amount of time that you used to, which is going to piss off the reviewers and make it to where they're not going to sleep very much and it's going to make them maybe not review the game as as well as they would have, which, you know, that's a problem too, but Bethesda doesn't care about that part, is, you know, it's just, at least you're keeping that relationship the way it's always been, just you're not getting it ahead of time anymore. I think they don't want to go that far because then it's another whole different thing. 
And I really hope they don't because even though we personally don't get I mean, right now we're just starting to get review codes. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen for us where we get review copies really early. Um, I know 401 does, and I have from 401 previously a couple of times. But still, it does help. It helps a lot to be able to have that time. And then, okay, the game comes out this day. The embargo lifts the day before at noon. Okay, you got two weeks to review this game, and then it's going to be out right around when the game comes out. More people are going to read the review than the way it is right now for most, for a lot, you know, for us and for other companies where, oh, we have to wait till the game comes out, and then we have to get the review code, or we have to go buy it, and then you have the two weeks, and by then, it's very hard uh, to get readers and stuff like that, but... Uh, this is just a pain because I, I feel bad for those big sides that now, I mean, I don't feel bad for them because they're getting paid for this, but in a way it's, it's a bad precedent that it sets because other companies could do this now. Yeah. yeah. I see like, the, well, something like Dishonored 2, that could probably get blown through in a weekend, honestly, but something like Skyrim, like, at least a week or two, you'd need to like really like involve yourself and in, like looking at the game again, and it it shows also like a lack of confidence in their games, honestly to me. Like, if, and if they were like, look at movies for example. Like when you have a movie that didn't get reviewed like by critics, that that tells you something immediately. Like they weren't confident in their movie, and sometimes it works. Most times it doesn't. And the same goes for games. Like, hey, Doom worked. But not every game that doesn't get, you know, advanced, co- even not even advanced copies, review copies. Because a lot of games just, a lot of people don't send out reviews. Or, or like review copies of their games. And that, right. that tells you something immediately. Like, they're not confident. And if, if they, if Bethesda actually thought that the games were good, or like, that Skyrim is going to knock it out of the park, or Dishonored 2 is going to knock it out of the park, they'd be seeing those games weeks in advance, and saying, look, it's not done, and the day one patch probably hasn't hit yet, but we are confident in this game, and want people to like evangelize it when it comes out. And the fact that they're not, yeesh. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, the same thing happened with, uh, what was it, Unity? Yeah. That they didn't do this for, and yeah. then guess what happened? Yeah. And I mean, then all, and then all of a sudden with Syndicate, they did have review copies. Yeah, and so yeah, like that's a good example. Like, I have a feeling that either well, Skyrim has gotten like okay reviews so far, but not great. So I, I'm kind of curious now how Dishonored Two is going to hit. Like, if that's like. I don't particularly like Dishonored 1 that much, but I recognize it still is a good game. Like, I just didn't appeal to my, like, sensibilities as, like, with stealth games. But I, now I'm seriously questioning, like, the quality of Dishonored 2. Like, are are they scared of what's going to happen to it, or what? <laughs> yeah, that's weird to do it right then, before that game's going to come out, like a month before. 
are, are you worried about the quality of your game? Are you worried about it not being as good as the first one, which was getting some big-time Game of the Year honors? Or You know, that's a lot to live up to. I mean, they do have a lot of marketing for the game. I've seen the the commercials for it everywhere, but... I mean, <sighs> if, if, this was, if this was a policy that they really want to implement, they should have implemented it, they should have implemented it after Dishonored 2, when like, the only thing they have, two games they have or next year are a ways off, and that's Prey and Quake Champions. Like if they said that this in like December, it would, probably would have been fine because their games for this year would have already been over. But yeah, now like now I'm real hesitant about those two games, and I have Skyrim, but I'll probably never play it. <laughs> yeah, you get the free, you get the uh, free upres, right? Yeah, because I got it on PC, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's another thing, too. Just It just, not only does it send a bad message, not only does it send a bad message about your game, it just, it's not very friendly to your audience that wants to play these games. Like, we do live in a culture. I mean, now we do we do have that impatient culture of they want everything now and they they're not going to wait and whatever. And yeah, Bethesda's taking advantage of that. But there are people that are we're starting to become smarter and smarter as consumers and saying, well, okay, I'm going to wait until those reviews come out. I'm going to wait until you know those those sites that I go to have a thought about this game before I just go out and especially about games. Not not even talking about... And people do this with movies because it's just not... You know, it, it's... Uh, there. There's just... That, that stuff comes out faster. Um, the, the difference, though, is there aren't fucking pre-order bonuses associated with movies like there are games. Like, if this is a policy that they want to have, I want them to then say, you have up to a week... You have up to, like, two weeks after the game is officially out for you to still get the pre-order bonuses that are associated with it. Because if you want to see the review scores for what the games actually are, that's fine. And if the scores are positive, go out and buy it. But they'll never do that, obviously. And, you know, you can still pre-order Dishonored 2 right now and get Dishonored 1 for free and probably some other crap associated with it. But, yeah, it's... They're trying to drum drum up sale. Like, it's... They're trying to sell without, without... informed knowledge of the game. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's just a bad bad thing to, to tell your audience. Like just oh, we don't want you to be out there and be able to make an informed decision. We want you to just go ahead and make that decision about buying our game. And that's I get it that they want money. That's what they care about. At the end of the day, they want those sales. They don't care about whether somebody liked their game or not. They they care about getting the sale. Hey, you bought the game, you didn't like it. Pfft, who gives a crap at that point? I there's two things I'll say. The first is the funniest thing about this really is the guy who said it. This guy named Gary Steinman. He was a former editor in chief of like OPM, Official PlayStation Magazine, and Games Radar. And he worked at PC Gamer. Yeah, and yeah. it's like. Wow, they, they really they really corrupted you, didn't they, guy? Uh, yeah. And the second thing is is yeah they want the sale, but 
like, I am actually pissed about how Fallout 4 eventually ended up being. Like, I feel hoodwinked on that game to a pretty large extent. And I'm not, I'm not the only one. Like, the way their base building turned out, their fucking season pass that I spent $30 on that I I got ripped off on and a lot of other people did apparently like fuck them like if they if they want this policy to be to go forward then screw it why bother playing any Bethesda game well I mean didn't they promise more story stuff and they only gave you two for Fallout 4 they they have I want to say six DLC packs. Two of them are story stuff. Uh, both are pretty hit or miss in terms of overall quality. And the other four packs are content packs so that are workshop, like ba- build a base mode. Right. And fuck that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you were not a big fan of that. Uh, it, <laughs> honestly, it should have been reversed because their past... Uh, Fallout 3 and New Vegas both had four story packs each. And you can argue about the overall quality of some of those packs, but at least one pack in each game was, like, stand out above the rest. And this game had neither. Like, it had uh, some Massachusetts one, I think. I think that's where you go. Like, uh, an old, like a swamp area that's like, covered in fog that's has, like, an okay story, but, like, nothing revolutionary. And the other one is Nuka World, which is basically, you can't play as a good character. So, what's the point? Right. So, yeah, like, they don't want people getting early reviews or early copies to review it? Fine. Like, there goes my money. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm fine with that. Like, they don't make enough games for me to really care either way. <laughs> with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I mean, I think we've kind of talked through this thing. But, yeah, just be aware when you see a Bethesda game out there that the first stuff you're seeing is very controlled and probably from Bethesda themselves, just disguised as a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer or whatever. So you need to not just jump the gun and go, all right, I'm going to believe whatever this person says. And then, you know, just make sure you're making that decision for yourself because $60, $65, even more if you get the special edition with the season pass and whatever else, that's a lot of money to spend and then not like something. Yeah. So... Moving on from that, we did get more information about the... Well, for one, Nintendo officially says they are not releasing any more information about the Nintendo Switch until January 12, 2017. So, we're approaching two months from now, almost. Until everything leaks out ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah, which they've already leaked out a little bit. 
How do you feel about this? You think it's too? I mean, obviously, still two months before they're releasing the product. But how do you, do you think that they should have said more before hitting 2017, or do you think this is okay? Uh, they don't need to release price, honestly, to me. But I think that thing is extremely underpowered. And that's probably why they're hesitating to like actually get out technical specific specifications on it. Because people are going to look at it and go, like, my tablet can do gaming better. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. So, they're probably right to do it, but... This raises more questions to me about how good that thing is eventually going to be. Yeah, and then, the, you know, the battery life also. Uh, yeah. With the rumors already coming out that it's three hours, that's not really good. Uh, it's just a little bit better than the Wii U gamepad, which doesn't say much. But I'm sure that they will have an option where you can charge it against a wall. Strap another and- bat. Strap a yeah. case in it that has a battery to it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or I mean, the I mean, I have an extra long cord because I have the GameStop version. I don't have the official Nintendo charger for my 3DS, and it actually will not die while it's on the cord. So yeah, that's Doesn't something. Char- yeah, go what? Does it charge also? Or yeah, it charges to- while you have it on the cord. So. It won't die, and then it also charges, so you'll never have a problem where it's going to die on you. Whereas, like, your phone, if you're watching Netflix and your phone's not powerful enough to... If you're not on the correct charge... Like, that's why they make these fast chargers now. Uh, If you're not using one of those, you're using just, like, one of those cheap-ass chargers from, like... Say you got the $5 one from Walgreens, and it can't hold your charge while you're watching it. It's going to die on you. Yeah, my tablet... My tablet's like that, where it needs like it can use any charger, but it says like this is not the specific, this is not the correct one, and it takes forever to charge. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, so it, I mean that's that's the thing. Is it gonna have an option where you can connect it to the wall and has a far enough charge where you could still use it, and it's not a big deal? Now, obviously, that makes a difference if you're gonna take it somewhere and you can't charge it. Like, let's say you're not on an airplane, uh, where basically that's becoming more more standard as as the airplanes keep getting built. I mean, like, I was just on my way to Texas. I was in one. I'd never been in one where there was a charge port in every seat. And I could just keep my 3DS charged the entire time. I'd, I'd never uh, been on a plane like that. And I think that's that's cool. And I'm sure all the planes will eventually be like that. But if you're in a setting where you're just playing somewhere and, oh, crap, it's been three hours, well, you're kind of stuck. Uh, but yeah, so the screen is 6.2 inches, which there are tablets bigger than this screen, and this, this there's phones that are not that much smaller than my my Note 5 that I have is not that much smaller than the screen is going to be. It is going to be a multi-touch screen, so it's the first time that it's not just one touch or the repressed touch, and it's 720p. Uh, now I don't know if that means that it's going to show 1080 when you put it to your TV, which it better. Or this is gonna be bad. Uh, but it's 720 on the portable, which man, that's kind of bad considering most phones now can do 1080p on just the phone. 
Yeah, but you got to look at the also the like graphical power. Like most games, most phones couldn't run like a Mario 3D Mario game. Right, that's true too. And uh, most people, you can't really tell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless you're like a you know resolution snob. But back to back to your multi-touch screen. I was going to say all the po- all the uh, technical power of 1992 is finally coming to Nintendo, huh? <laughs> Right. We'll uh we'll figure out how how that's gonna work at the end here. But they, uh, Mr. Kimishima did kind of hint at the fact, and there was uh some fan made art that kind of made reference to this, and I put one of them in our uh, Nintendo Switch reactions article that uh, I basically put together with everybody's thoughts. That basically those Joy-Cons could come off and there's different, they could make different Joy-Cons. Like they could make a GameCube controller Joy-Con, they could make a a 64 controller Joy-Con, they could do different ones. Uh, They they could make a a Zapper Joy-Con if they want to. He kind of hints at the fact that there will be more accessories than what we have seen. And that the base unit will come with the Joy-Cons and the dock and the system, but he doesn't say anything else other than that. So, like, that grip that you see in the trailer, that might be something that comes in a deluxe unit. And I'm sure that will include some games or whatever, too. This doesn't surprise me at all, but do you think you could see something like that, where you get different kinds of Joy-Cons? No... But it makes me really question, like, how, like, the commercial or the trailer had it, like, oh, just take this thing out with you on the go. Like, am I going to need to take the thing also and have, like, a accessories bag that has, like, the GameCube one and the Rob the Robot Joy-Con and, you know, whatever the hell else is going to come up with this thing? Like, how how portable is this thing really going to end up being? I think that's more like convenience, right? Like, I would assume if they're going to make a GameCube controller one, it's just so that if you want to have that on your system, or if, say, that they the virtual console ports over, if they have GameCube games, you want to use the GameCube controller to play your GameCube games or whatever. But I, I can't mean, imagine they're going to make games where you have to have that controller. Honestly, they should just have, I don't know, they haven't said the specs of it, but they should just have this thing be like Bluetooth and just say, pair whatever, con- like we'll release an N64 and GameCube Bluetooth controller. But if you just want to pair up any controller, feel free. Like, that would be rad. That would be, but I just don't see Nintendo wanting to encourage you to use other controllers that are not theirs. Oh, God, no. But that would help. <laughs> oh, and totally. Could, and then you could use the Joy-Con for, like, your computer if you wanted to. I mean... I yeah, I agree. Would, I mean, I don't. But... Yeah, I don't know why you would either. But <laughs> it's, yeah, and we still don't even know if there's multiple batteries in this thing either. Like, if each one of these things needs to charge, like if the Joy-Con has to charge and the the battery inside the thing has to charge and whatever else, like that's a lot of things that have to be, you know, powered. Yeah. Uh. They, uh, he did also mention that they are hoping that they're, they're confident Super Mario Run is going to sell just as well as Pokemon Go. 
just because, you know, Mario is Mario. And he says that there will be a free-to-play aspect to the Mario game, but there will also be a price you can pay, play, pay, and you can play basically the entire game. That really doesn't surprise me after what happened with Pokemon Go. Because it seemed like they were totally against this. Then Pokemon Go sells and they go, oh, well, uh, now we kind of need to do that, don't we? The thing about Pokemon Go is it it was a social, cultural phenomenon. Like, the idea of it was to go out, meet, like, possibly meet some new people, but just wander around your neighborhood and collect, you know, the monsters. What are you gonna do with Mario? Like go around and tr- try to collect like the bullet bills in your neighborhood, or like <laughs> Wendy O Koopa? Like, no, it's don't. I guess they just think that everybody's gonna want to run with Mario on their phone, and perhaps that's the case. But I don't see it being this big thing, especially when you're cutting out Android because it's only coming out with iOS. But you know. Well- it, Android still has the piracy problem, and they always will. <laughs> oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, that probably is a reason why Nintendo's not rushing to put it out there on Android, but, you know. And I think it's also a deal with Apple, some sort of deal with Apple, that that's yeah, why they're probably. doing it. it. Now, here's something that we heard before, and I wonder how long this is going to last. Because remember when... The Wii first came out, or was it the... Yeah, it was the Wii... No, 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 it was the DS. It was when the DS came out, and they were saying, okay, we have three pillars. We have the DS, we have the GameCube, or was it the Wii, I don't remember, and the GBA. The GBA is still going to be there, guys. Like, don't think that that's going away. Well, now they're saying the same thing here with the 3DS, that... Um, the 3DS is still growing, the console still has momentum, which is true, obviously, by the fact that it keeps growing in sales, uh, month after month here, uh, but he doesn't believe that the Switch will be canonized in the 3DS, he says the 3DS will continue as its own separate device, with its own separate gaming experience, with its own games. So, should we we be worried about that we won't still see a Pokemon game on the Switch because the 3DS is still going to be doing well? Uh, he's a liar. (laughs) Uh, look at, when when the DS came out, uh, GBA games were done. And it's going to happen the exact same way with this thing. Uh, if you exclude Pokemon Sun and Moon, which aren't out, which aren't out yet, can you name me one good Nintendo-made 3DS game that happened this year? No, you cannot. There wasn't a port either. No. It was uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force. Uh, let's see what else, uh, and like a bunch of crap like that. So, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, they're, not, they're not technically done with uh, the 3DS yet, because, like, Pokemon's still coming out, and they probably have, like, 
one or two other games. Like Dragon Quest Eight is well, that's Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest Eight comes out officially January twentieth, I think, two thousand seventeen. So. But that's also a port, too. Like. Yeah, Mario but, Party Star Rush comes out tomorrow. And that yeah, there was like another Mario Party game recently that, or not another Mario game recently that like didn't. Set the, the Mario color splash or whatever yeah for the wii u that didn't do that great like kirby planet uh robobot did okay but like kirby is always a weird franchise because it always releases games super late in the console's development and you don't know why like what happened uh but yeah like nintendo's done making 3ds games essentially i mean yeah, so right now it's basically everything Fire Emblem, and that's not Nintendo. Yeah. So. Or like Monster Hunter, but again, not Nintendo. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then you, yeah, like you said, Kirby, Bravely Second is not Nintendo. Phoenix Wright's not Nintendo either. Uh, Corpse Party's not Nintendo. Mega Man's not Nintendo. I mean, Mario and Luigi, I think, is the only other one that was sort of decent. Like, I'm sure there will still be, like, 3DS games for at least the next year. But after that, aside from, like, indie releases, no, it's done. Yeah, especially if the Switch does well. Yeah. People are going to just does, go ahead and make games for the Switch. Yeah, if it doesn't do well, then it may last longer. But if it like, if it's a success like the Wii, the Wii original was, yeah. 3DS is gone. <laughs> yeah, because you already got the portable aspect. Why would you want to have two portables on you? Unless it's uh, the Game Gear. Yeah, yeah, especially the Game Gear. With you know that. how portable that thing was. <laughs> Six batteries for 90 minutes? Ah, what the hell? It was six batteries that also would have problems in cold weather. <laughs> 90s technology, let me tell you. Uh, that That's always... <laughs> I remember, I think Randy telling me he went back and played something on the Game Gear. I was like, why? He's like, I, I did. I'm like, yeah, you realized how much the battery does not last on that thing. Uh, but I mean, I liked yeah. the Game Gear when it came out, but I was also like 8 or whatever, so... And I thought the... TV tuner is badass, but now that isn't that doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> oh, that's sad. So Phil Spencer says the plan is not to release an Xbox every two years. That's not the console business model, and it da- doesn't actually help us. The person that buys the console and then buys all the games—that's our best customer. I don't know what the next console is past the Scorpio. And that's, uh, he just talks about, can we hit something that has a meaningful performance characteristic that a gamer would care about? Uh, he can and, say and, that. He yeah. can say that, but they're already on their third version of the Xbox One. <laughs> right. So. Well, technically the Scorpio is not a version of the Xbox One. It's just a, Scorpio. It'll it'll be like the Xbox One Hyper or something stupid like that. <laughs> Probably. It'll be the Xbox One's uh, 
super deluxe version. <laughs> he says it, he it, also it, says it is not their plan to make Scorpio only games either. If that's the case, if what he says is true, then isn't that a tacit admission the Xbox One is a huge failure because it only lasted like two like three years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. It's kind of the hidden meaning there, like, oops. Uh, the last guy here fucked it up so bad that we had to release a new one. Try to, like, swindle people into buying this thing. Well, yeah, well, that's to cover the Red Ring thing, but... No, I'm, I mean, no, no, because Xbox One didn't have that. I mean, like, the Kinect stuff, the always oh, on yeah. DRM, like, oops. <laughs> yep, Oops. I mean, yeah, but like you said, that was somebody else. That wasn't him. So this is like the first thing besides the Xbox One S that is really his. And it's their vision to say, okay, we want to make a premium Xbox. And all right. See, I I still question this this philosophy. Because game power or system power does not always equal like the best system, right? Because like last generation, technically, the PS3 was a better system than the than the 360, but the 360 blew it out of the water. Or even like the PS2 and Xbox era, like the Xbox was double the speed, like double the processing power of the PS2, but the PS2 had such like a like like, developer support behind it that the Xbox, original Xbox could never catch up. Right. And that's how it is now, honestly. I mean, when the Scorpio comes out, I'm sure, like, they'll release games for it. But I still think that unless it's, like, literally, like, four times as better than the PS4 that people already have a PS4. Like, they're not going to spend I think at least $500 on, like, a new console that... It's literally coming out uh, three years after, like four years after the fact. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than five hundred, honestly. Yeah, five hundred is low. Five hundred is like the low model, <laughs> the low priced model. Right, the base, like you get the Scorpio and the controller and whatever gigs of memory is going to be standard. And six hundred, you get six hundred, you get the Connect. <laughs> We're still using that so many years later. No. I hope not. Uh, I, re- but, I really wish you know. he would just say, like... It, it, it'd be nice if he was just straight for once and just said, like, the connect was a failure. Like, we're sorry. We're sorry we tried to do it I thought he has time. said that the, they fail with the connect, and... Well, I, I wanted him to just, like, not coach it in PR terms. Like, that's the thing. Like, if he was just real for a second, that'd be awesome. Or if he, and they'd never do it. Like they do that. He would do that. Like when he, like after he gets fired, he'll read a book and just go like, "Oh God, the guy before us fucked it all up, and I had to clean up this mess." Uh, so Mafia Three has become the fastest selling game in the history of Two K. Uh, due to sold-in numbers, shipping to stores, 4.5 million copies. I find it interesting that they do not have information on the sold-through number, just the sold-in number. But No, they do. 
I saw I saw reports that had it. It was about a million copies. That's isn't that kind of sad. Well, I mean, considering they need they need to sell eight million to break even. I mean, it is Mafia Three and not like you know Bioshock or whatever, but still, I mean, Bioshock has a much better brand recognition than Mafia. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Like a million for Mafia Three is not bad. Yeah, but if you need to make, if you need, if you need to sell eight million copies to break even, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I I just love when the you know publishers come up with these weird numbers just to make things seem better. Like if I'm reading this, that doesn't make me want to go buy the game. If it does for you, go ahead, but. Just because somebody comes and throws a figure on a box doesn't make me well, go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm buying this. This 4.5 billion non- or million nonsense is what partially what led to the video game crash in like the early 80s. Because that's how Atari's smelly like accounting practices went. Like They're like, oh, Pac-Man's the biggest, biggest uh, video game ever. And it's like, yeah, because you're forcing companies to... Forcing stores to buy it, and then people returned it because it sucked. Like. <laughs> yep. That's always, uh, I mean, Mafia 3 doesn't suck. It's getting very much critical praise, but. I've seen just... more, I've seen some pretty tepid response to it. Like, I, 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 I'll envision Mafia 3 going on to like 30 bucks and like, buy Christmas. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, it'll be a Black Friday deal for sure. And then might stay at that price after Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is uh, more... Wa- they, they've detailed the season pass or Watch Dogs 2, which uh, the first DLC is going to come out December 13th. Uh, you'll get new stories and co-op missions and stuff like that. So that was... You pretty much knew that was going to happen, but it cost 40 bucks by itself. I mean, it's cheaper than most season passes nowadays. That's about the standard price. Like, the 50 is, like, for Call of Duty and Battlefront and whatever that come out with, like, a zillion packs, but 40 seems to be the standard. Like, Fallout 4. (laughs) Yeah, like, Fallout 4. Uh, That being said, GameStop says that uh, all their big games in October did not perform well for them. Uh, they, they underperformed, according to GameStop. Uh, and this also includes, like, Civ Six, Mafia 3, Paper Mario, World of Final Fantasy, all coming out in that month. Um, I, I think this is more a GameStop thing than a... Yeah. Uh, the video like, games thing. <laughs> how many people are buying Civ Six like... Going to a store and buying it. No one. <laughs> no, no one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's if GameStop, if it's cheaper at GameStop, I would buy games there. Like I, the like Call of Duty uh, Infinite War. I bought, I bought the eighty dollars version, and it's eighty dollars on console on the PS4, but I bought it for sixty seven through Amazon. And if GameStop right. had that, I, if it's like sixty bucks there for that version, I'd get it there. But if it's more, if it's the same price, it's way more convenient to buy a game just digitally and say screw it. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, why would you necessarily... If I didn't have the credit card thing with GameStop, I wouldn't buy games there. I would just yeah. buy them digitally. Or buy them from whatever store I happen to go to. I mean, I, I still happen to be one of those people that just frequents GameStop anyway, but that's becoming a less and less kind of thing. Let's just be honest here. That's why half of their stores now become, hey, we sell Funko figures. Yeah. yeah. We sell T-shirts. We sell board games. We sell half their store is pop figures. I mean, like, literally, go into GameStop now and see how much of their uh, storefront is Think Geek and pop figures. It's a lot of it. Just to, just because they know that people are getting more and more digital. And like uh, Rock Band Rivals, I couldn't even pre-order that thing there unless I wanted to buy the guitar with it. So I was like, why am I going to even bother with this? You know. So for, for me, it's just I think this is more of a GameStop complaining than, than it is about those sales. I'm pretty sure Battlefield and Gears of War did not sell badly. I actually think they should take the other tact of it'd be interesting if a GameStop went full retro. Like they still had new games, but instead of all the pop figures and all that other crap, they just had like SNES games for sale. They are doing that now. They went full nationwide with the uh, we'll take your retro games. Yeah, but they're not selling them. They only sell them on the website. I think they're changing that, though. I think they are going to start. I don't know. They'll take them at the store. I think it was what it is, but they won't. They may change that, but I I bet you there's a I can understand why though. Like, do you want to have all that stuff there, and then like you get the one person that might be coming there to look at that? No, but if you just had like a small collection of like notable games, like that, that would probably sell. Or like buy a SNES and get Mario World for forty bucks, or you know that stuff would sell. I mean, yeah, look at you're that right. Net, look at that, that NES Classic thing. I mean. You were complaining earlier about wanting to get that thing. and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, that's going to be a hot commodity on Friday. when it, or Not for this Friday, but next Friday when it comes out, November 11th. And you can't pre-order it anywhere. I wonder... I, first of all, I wonder how many people actually know that it exists. Because there have been commercials, but it's not like, you know, they've just been everywhere. Um, so, I'm going to... I wonder... If you went to, say, outside of a GameStop, if you went to a Best Buy or you went to Walmart, how many of these things are really going to be sold that day or that weekend or or whatever? I'm sure, like, for Christmas, Black Friday, whatever, they'll probably sell. But I don't know. I don't see them just popping out the door. Yeah. I, would, I wish retro prices weren't so insane, by the way. I agree with you, but there's a reason, I guess, why they're retro. They're rare, and, you know, people, you pay for that price, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Collection is coming to PS4, all in one box, one disc, and the main games will run at 60 FPS, so that's cool. I'll probably pick that up if I can. I already have them for PS3. I don't know if I'm going to buy them again. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I have 1.5 for PS3, but I don't want to... My PS3 is just too janky to play it, so... Yeah, I, I mean, if... I just don't think they'll make too many, like... It's not going to make Chain of Memories any better or some of the other, like, smaller games. That, oh, no! I, I'm only playing yeah. this for 1.5 and two, uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. I can yeah. give a fuck about all that other crap they're packing in to try to explain their half-baked story. <laughs> Yeah, I just I wanted to play through that the whole story again, and I was just like, man, I cannot. I'm gonna have to go through and play the GBA version because uh, this is just ridiculous on PS3. It's so slow and uh. But I yeah. think I saw recently, uh, yeah, Kotaku had a thing a few days ago about their guide to Kingdom Hearts baffling upcoming titles. And it was it's Kingdom Hearts three, it's Kingdom Hearts one point five and two point five, Kingdom Hearts HD two point eight, Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah. And that makes me want to shoot who's ever doing this Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> no more, just shoot no more. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of No More Final Fantasy 15 it's finally gone gold, so that means it will come out November 29th. Did you hear Last Guardian actually went gold? So that means it's actually going to come out in that December spot. <laughs> but uh, until until they find like a critical bug and it takes them three months to fix it, <laughs> or they go, oh crap, we're coming out in December. Maybe we just need to push this back a couple of like a, a month. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm joking. I, they can't do that because that's all that Sony has. It's depressing when you think about it, but it's. All oh no, have. I agree with you. I agree with you that they're, they're going to do it just because. But yeah, man, I don't know that that this and Gravity Rush wouldn't have sold equally at this point. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, so. There's apparently now a multiplayer mode that's going to come as DLC that they have been really quiet about until all of a sudden right now. Um, it's going to be the last DLC pack that comes in the season pass. And it's called Comrades. And no idea if it's going to be just like its own separate mode or you're going to be able to do this throughout the, the game. Uh, but... Basically, I think it's just sort of trying to think about what this was. Um, I don't remember what this actually sort of is, but it's sort of like an online mode, I think, where you can play together uh, with four people. Like, you all get to control one of the characters, I guess, and, and play, either play the game that way or just play, like, different missions that way. I don't know exactly, but... Any any face-off against zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's what's left, right? Final Fantasy, just, let's add some zombies. I mean, they already have beasts that are like... Might as well, right? And they are also going to possibly add female characters as DLC. Hold on. I, I, I want to make sure I'm reading this right, because I thought the whole point of them not having female characters in the original cast was because... It took away from them having the the camaraderie of four guys going on a trip. So it's, it, it's a homoerotic trip where they all discover they're in love with each other. 
that wouldn't surprise me at all. But uh, I mean, it, it'll be yeah. like it'll be, if they do have female like characters, it'll be like a two-hour thing. I mean, I, I think this is making it seem like and it'll be you full can, of dress spheres. You can make them for you can make them be part of the main game. Like if you're gonna do that. Just adding a DLC story for them, I don't think is enough. Like, I think they would just interchange the character with somebody. Like, he does have, uh, like, Noctis, or Noct has a a character he's, like, betrothed to. Like, they could have Princess Luna be one of the playable characters instead of one of the other guys. I guess. But I just don't see, like, people just going, oh, I want a DLC pack with her. You know, but so they'll have a DLC pack with Sydney, <laughs> right? Uh, I'll, I'll find a way to get Chocolina back in that game. <laughs> oh, Chocolina will probably just be that. Chocolina is actually in World of Final Fantasy, but she doesn't call herself Chocolina. Uh, she makes allusions to it, which is what's funny. But uh, Evolve is done. It's it's over with. There's no more Evolve. Um, they couldn't drive interest in the game even going free to play. So, I mean, it's still like going out, like it's still working for now, but they're not developing for it anymore. <laughs> and it's a huge failure as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what 4v1 game has really just been a great success? None of them. Yeah, but they, all keep, they all keep going for it. Like, like that Freddy ver- or that uh, Freddy game that's coming out soon. There's another Freddy game now. Not is it Halloween or Freddy? Oh, uh, Friday Thirteenth. You mean? Okay, yeah. Sorry, that one. Well, they'll, they'll run together for me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Dead by Daylight is still existing, but then it's like everything else just. Remember. Uh, yeah. Was it Battleborn? Yes, Battleborn. Well, yeah. Battleborn's like Overwatch, isn't it? Yeah, but there, there were rumors that that was going to turn free to play, and that doesn't bom- surprise it, me it, at all it, because it bombed so hard. And I've heard nothing about that game after it launched, like just nothing. That's how you know. <laughs> uh there's it, so go ahead. It's the Gearbox curse. It can only make good, like, really good games or really bad games. Yep, it's not Borderlands. It just doesn't uh, do much. Or Ca- yeah. Call of Juarez was okay. Like, the first one yeah. or two of those was fine. But... Uh, new Tomb Raider, possibly. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider leaked. Don't You think it's a sequel or just a... No, it's a sequel, but what's what's the fucking problem with calling it Tomb Raider 3? <laughs> like, I, un, skip the pretense, just, you know, get on with it. Like, I don't need, uh, cute, I don't need cute titles with that in Star Trek movies. Let's call it Star Trek 3, goddammit. You know how they are starting to get now. Like, if it has a number in the title, they think that nobody's going to buy it, or it's going to cause a problem, or whatever. So Yeah, I guess, I mean... To be fair, Final Fantasy 15 is a goofy title, but they're not making 15 Tomb Raider games within, you know, like, 
At least I hope they're not. I agree with you. I hope they're not either. Uh, uh, I mean, I like the I, I love Rise of the Tomb Raider, so this should this is probably good, but it's also not. Uh, Crystal Dynamics isn't making it, so that has me a little worried. <laughs> that has me worried too. Like Crystal Dynamics has made the last like five. Why would you? Yeah, they started it? when they when they fired off when they fired Core after the debacle known as Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness, and yeah, they've been making them since then, and they've all been like good to very good, or like good to great. Like I don't, well, I didn't like Tomb Raider Underworld that much, but that's just me. Right. <laughs> the other four, the other four are great. This is uh, one of those decisions. Square, I don't know what you're doing, but they're gonna, they're, they're focusing Crystal Dynamics to work in either a new Gex game or Legacy of Kane. Oh God, no! Just please no. Uh so Steam finally decided to do something that probably should have been something from the beginning. I, I don't know why this is just now happening, but they're going to remove concept and pre-rendered screenshots and make sure that the screenshots you see are actually from gameplay. Uh, and at least they admit that their Dota 2 screenshots were were wrong, too. But Oops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oops. I, I understand why they publisher or developers like put them on there, publishers. I mean, because it drums up interest if the game looks like amazing, but... Well, this it doesn't help now that Steam has or Valve or Steam has their like refund policy, so this probably kind of goes hand in hand with that. Yeah, they're like, we don't want people wanting refunds because the screenshots that you had to show weren't real. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the Uncharted movie is back on. That's good. Uh, Sean Levy from director of Stranger Things. And the Night at the Museum trilogy is going to be the one directing it. He's apparently been talking to some actors. He kind of has the idea of the guy that he wants. Uh, he says he is going to try to keep the action scenes in there because they blow his mind. And, I mean, he he says there's a spot for this contemporary Treasure Hunter movie, and he wants to make it that. Can they get Nick Cage for it? Oh, God, please don't. What's uh, what's Chris Pratt's schedule looking like these days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not just too, add he's another not one. Anything? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't really want an uncharted movie. I mean, I don't want a Tomb Raider movie either. But it just makes sense that they would have a uncharted movie. Get get Nolan North to be Drake. That'd be awesome. I would say that movie day one if they did that. Why not? At least let them do the voice. Just have somebody else. No, because it'd be weird if it was like a semi-recognizable actor, like having a voice, like you would not hearing his voice be that character. It'd be like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Just I don't know if Nolan North is. I mean, he's be that he's guy. too old, but yeah. Watch like, him do Harrison Ford. We... Well, if, they're not going to have him, but at least have, throw him like a cameo role or you know, like a supporting actor. That'd be that'd be good. Well, I hope that it does well. One of these video game movies needs to 
do something. So I'm real. Have... Yeah, that that Assassin's Creed movies. No, <laughs> I, I'm gonna see that. I'll see that day one. I'm gonna try to, and it's gonna be probably the year's biggest comedy to me. <laughs> it's just you be laughing the entire time. <laughs> like, what are you yeah. laughing about? You have no idea. Like, either laughing or crying, probably both. <laughs> Donald Glover as Lando Carlusian makes too much sense. Yeah, like him as Lando should be good. But I want to. I'm waiting more for the uh, origin story of Admiral Akbar. To be honest with you. Is that really you want that? Animal yep. story. Greatest Star Wars uh, character ever. Right. Disney is doing another live action, this time with Snow White. Literally, I'm just waiting for them to just tell me their entire line of movies is getting live action. Because at this point, we might as well get there. It's... I can't. Their, their live action version of Song of the South will be great. <laughs> They movie was already live action. Yeah, I know. Let's do it again, remake. What's, just, Morgan, Freeman, not, what, what, what's Morgan Freeman up to these days? <laughs> just not as racist. <laughs> A little less racist. Somehow. It's it's funny to me that movie. Like it's that movie was like not discussed at all. But Zippity Zippity Doo is still like a very famous song from that movie. Yeah, they still play it in like Disney parks and stuff. I'm just like. I'm glad that you guys do not sell the movie that that song like, comes from. It's like a young child asking like a park attendant, where is this song from? And he's just like, we don't talk about it. <laughs> Move along. Go hug Mickey. What are you talking about? <laughs> that movie doesn't exist. Don't go look for it. Uh, the uh, Brian Fuller's apparently not show when he Star Trek Discovery, which... That's not good. Yeah, they got the people who are do, doing Pepper Dennis to now helm this show, which says volumes. Good thing it's on their own. They're only on their all access thing. Yeah, so that's a pretty big indication. I can skip this show now. Thanks for that. That sucks. You were kind of excited. Yeah, but the more I thought about it, like, I'm tired of Star Trek prequels. So what do you want, a Star Trek sequel to... Uh, Voyager. Or, uh. like, uh, actually be Nemesis, because that, like, took place, like, a year after Voyager. But, yeah, like, keep going in the future. Like, I don't need to see how the fucking Enterprise is built, or how the Federation was formed, or how they met Vulcans. It's like, get on with it. <laughs> Tell me something new, damn it. <laughs> right. And the Deadpool 2 director is out. Uh, Tim Miller, uh, who did direct the first Deadpool, um, saying he has created differences with Ryan Reynolds over the tone of the film and casting of Cable. Uh, he's now going to executive produce the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Wow, what a change. Yeah, yeah. just... Boy, let me tell you how that's going to wind up. Uh, man, Ryan Reynolds getting a big head already. Well, I read the reports, and basically from what it was seen, like, Reynolds wanted it to be more like Deadpool 1, and this guy wanted it to be like a 
like high concept like action movie. So in like that argument, I would take Reynolds' side because like yeah, okay. I don't want to see like you know high action movie or anything like that. But like keep you gotta keep keep the humor and like fourth wall breaking. But yeah, I'll let you know. That's what's gonna have. I don't want to see a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> I don't either. Just somehow can we can that? That would be great. Uh, there, Blaze Blue Central Fictions coming out. Or already came out. Apologize for that. Uh, Mario Party Star Wars already mentioned. Along with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare comes out on the fourth on Friday. Uh, Zendu Next was a re-release of the 2005 uh, Nihon Falcom RPG. I was originally 2005 would have been. Well, it was a P, It was on PC for only in Japan. So now Xseed is bringing it over uh, for the US and sort of online Hollow Realization, which I swear they've already had like two of these games, uh, comes out November 8th. So we're starting to get down to the end of the year. You do still have some big games that are due to come out, but we're starting to get thin. On those, uh, but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to say here before we get out I hope, here? I hope Watch Dogs 2 is good. <laughs> that's, my, Watch, that's, my, that's my last best hope for this year. <laughs> hope Watch Dogs 2 is good as well, just because you don't want to hear about games uh, being crappy. But Alright, well, that's going to do it until the next time we are with you, which hopefully we can get back on that. Wednesday schedule uh, if work doesn't become a pain in the ass Uh, but until then enjoy your games everyone and we will see you later later the following podcast is a W2M Network original production visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment